Welcome, welcome, welcome back to another episode of Carving the Divine. My name is Yujiro Seki. I'm a director, writer, and the producer of the documentary Carving the Divine. Carving the Divine is about the Buddhist sculptors of Japan, and I'm ready to present it for the first time in the world. But before I do so, I thought it would be a great idea to present information about the Buddhism and the history of the Buddhism so that when you guys finally watch my documentary, you guys can watch it at the maximum value. With that being said, again, he's back. I'm really grateful that he's back because he's gonna give us uh, some wisdom so uh, we can live a better life. So uh, welcome, Mr. Uh, Professor. Uh, Peter Bolan. Hi, Yuji. Good to be back again. Thank you so much. Great, great. So uh, just in case, uh, for the people who don't know that much about you, please uh, introduce yourself. Sure. So I am by day a professor of philosophy and humanities, and that means I teach classes like Asian philosophy and world religions and world mythology at a community college here in San Diego called Southwestern College. And I've been doing that a long time, 27 years, and I'm also a frequent lecturer and workshop facilitator off campus, uh, where I teach similar subjects. And uh, I also have two columns and two magazines, and I'm a singer-songwriter, and there's a lot going on. And so if you want to figure out more about that, go to my website, peterboland.com. Beautiful. Uh, today, we have a special episode. And it seems like, uh, you know, every day is a special, but, you know, today is especially very special because we're going to talk about the meditation. Uh, that's why I'm like wearing something like this. Uh, you know, I'm a, I'm a little bit different today because we talked about uh, some of the paths we can take in order to like uh, achieve uh, moksha in uh, uh, Indian or uh, Sanskrit uh, tradition. Uh, but, you know, some of the pathways that uh, Mr. Bolin talked about, uh, it was a little bit easy to understand. But this meditation thing, I think many of us have a trouble understanding. Oh, what are you talking about? What he's talking about? I don't have time for this. You know, I don't know, you know what the point of being, si being silent and uh, uh, just to close my eyes and uh, do all this. What's the point? So I thought it would be a really good idea uh, to ask uh, Professor Boland to uh, explain to us exactly what's going to happen when we meditate, how this is going to benefit us in our life. Please tell us, uh, Professor Boland. Meditation is a little off-putting. You're right. It's a little challenging to people. And I think one of the reasons it's challenging is because it is so simple. When you try to do it, you can't believe that that's all it is. I just sit here and I breathe and I try to grow still. That seems like such a nothing thing to do. And so when I lead meditation workshops and when I lead people in guided meditations, we work on trying to frame the project as simply as possible. Essentially, meditation is a, is a spiritual practice that comes out of ancient India, out of the Hindu and largely Buddhist tr traditions. And there are, there are lots of varieties. There are different schools of thought, of course, on how to, how to approach it. But 
I'm convinced that all the different styles and types of meditation are still at the foundation, essentially the same. When we meditate, what we are trying to do is simply step out of the busyness of the foreground of our thought stream, where we spend all of our time, and, and move into that deeper field, the background over which the thought stream flows. And it takes a little doing because we have to kind of deprogram a habit that has been kind of baked into consciousness for hundreds of thousands of years of evolution, which is outward turned, busy, identifying threats, thinking about the future, thinking about the past, assessments, discernments, judgments. There's a lot going on in this head. And so in meditation, we try to step out of that chaotic flow, that torrent of thoughts. And there are simple techniques to help us do that. Some people say focus on your breathing. In transcendental meditation, they give you a, like a, a mantra, a repetitive phrase that you silently repeat in your mind. Um, and so there are lots of different techniques, but essentially they're, they're all trying to help us quiet down. And here's the surprise. Meditation isn't doing anything. Instead, we are trying to grow so still that the self-illuminating consciousness that we are begins to reveal itself. I know that sounds weird, but there's a quiet inner voice that is hidden beneath the din of overthinking. And if we can just separate ourselves from that overthinking, that quiet inner voice or that inner light or whatever you want to call it, begins to reveal itself as serenity, as joy, as acceptance. People who meditate regularly, they report real transformation, real results. They're less judgmental. They're less reactionary, slower to anger. They fall in love with the world, with their life. They bring peace into every room they walk into, at least more than they used to. It's not about becoming... <laughs> It's not about becoming a saint or perfect, you know, but we're talking about improvement, not perfection. Got it. Got it. So this is a, you know, as far as I understand, this is one of the methods to break out of the Gamaya that you were talking about the, uh, earlier, earlier episode. Exactly. Meditation is one of, one of the best methods for breaking through the illusion of Maya or the illusion of separateness that keeps me stuck in this skin-covered ego and moves me toward the realization that I am identical with the ground of being. I am the universal cosmic conscious intelligence taking form as Peter Boland. And uh, meditation helps me understand the, the infinite significance of my uh, essential identity with all things. Uh, some traditions call that God consciousness. Um, some traditions call that enlightenment. But it's, it's a, it's a non-local kind of global cosmic consciousness or awareness that we are. And when we meditate, that it's like turning a TV to a different channel. When we meditate, we feel the channel being turned <laughs> to a different, we feel the knob being turned to a different channel. And it's, 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 a, it's very thrilling to begin to, experience the soft, subtle rewards of meditation. So uh, I have one more follow-up question for you. 
So for those people who are stronger believers of a, a Western uh, religious tradition, uh, Abrahamic religious tradition, I often hear this whole idea of uh, like a, a one, everybody is one and uh, together. It's a little bit uh, like a weird for uh, uh, the people who believe in the concept. So uh, you talk about the, uh, you know, God consciousness or whatever you said a little earlier. So how the Western uh, religious tradition people can uh, understand this whole notion of a true reality, you know, maybe, you know, there's a better way that we can connect that with a, like a God, one God. So please uh, tell us because I want to uh, help out everybody. Well, you're making a good point. So typically, the Western religious traditions, the Abrahamic faiths, as you correctly call them, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, all three of them share this, this dualistic notion that God is a transcendent, um, higher reality that, that I am not. So God is God, and I am a creature that the Creator made. And so there's a fundamental dualism in Western religion. So the meditation project changes a little bit. I think when you look beneath the surface, there, there are examples in all three of those faiths of this same kind of, of contemplative prayer, reverence, um, connection, certainly in the mystics, uh, in the mystical traditions, the Sufi of Islam, the Christian mystics, the Jewish mystics, they talk a lot like Indian yogis. They talk a lot about oneness, about experiencing directly the divine within them. And that makes mystics a little dangerous in, again, the dualistic religions of the West. But I think there's enough of an analogy there that there are increasing numbers of interfaith dialogues happening between the Abrahamic families and the Eastern traditions. Many, many have, have crossed that bridge and recognize that, you know, what Roman Catholic monks are doing in the monastery and their deep prayer is very similar to what Buddhist monks are doing in their, in their work. And so maybe once we get below the surface, it's not that different after all. Beautiful, beautiful. Thank you. So uh, in the end, uh, I want to summarize it. this. So meditation is beneficial for everybody if they choose to. Yes, exactly. And, and there's lots of resources. You have a lot of apps on your phone that have guided meditations and meditation timers. There's tons of YouTube channels, tons. I mean, thousands of people are leading guided meditations. Uh, it's, we live in a golden age of access to teachers uh, through technology. So if you're curious about meditation, seek and you shall find. And there's a lot of great help out there. Beautiful, beautiful. So, yeah, uh, I want to know more about uh, what you do. And, uh, you know, I think uh, you lead meditation and all that. And I think uh, you, we can all find out all about this information on your website. But, you know, tell us uh, what's going on, please. Yeah, of course. So I, I love leading guided meditations and I do it uh, pretty, freak, uh, pretty frequently and, and go to my website. Like, like you said, peterbolin.com. There's a calendar page there and you can see all of my upcoming events. And of course, I'm a singer songwriter. So I have shows upcoming as well. Uh, also on my website, there's a link to my YouTube channel called Peter Boland TV. 
there are all kinds of other places you can find me instagram twitter facebook you know the deal so i'm out there all over the place just like this guy <laughs> and uh you know this we're, we're just working hard to connect with our tribes and we know you're all out there and, and you know it's it's just a just a matter of us all finding each other and and supporting each other's work which is what we're doing right here Awesome, awesome, beautiful. So as uh, uh, Professor Peter Bolland said, uh, please subscribe me on my uh, YouTube. This time I won't mess up. Uh, follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and like me on uh, my Facebook because that's how we do it in the 21st century. That's right. Don't forget, yeah, don't forget to subscribe uh, my email list. So I'll... See you guys next time. And thank you so much, Professor Bolin. Always a pleasure. Until next time.